From APM, this is the American Radio Works podcast. I'm Stephen Smith. Three types of technical study are now in progress. Precision in the metal industry, drafting, and the fascinating field of electronics. Students of today training to play their vital roles in the wonders of tomorrow. That was a 1959 government film promoting vocational and technical education in high school. Votech has been around for a long time, but the idea that high school should be about preparing kids for jobs has always been controversial, especially because students from poor and minority families were more likely to end up in Votech classes, while white students from higher income families were put on the college prep track. But today, most good jobs require some sort of degree or some sort of education after high school. Putting kids on a vocational track in high school is not okay, many people say. But a new study from the Fordham Institute looked closely at data from one state and found that students in what today is called career and technical education, or CTE, are actually just as likely as their peers to go to college. And they are more likely to graduate from high school. The report's author is Sean Doherty. He is a professor at the University of Connecticut, and he joins me on the podcast from Hartford. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me, Stephen. What's different about career and technical education today as opposed to vocational technical education of the past? Sure. So in, in addition to kind of the rebranding that took place close to 20 years ago now, a big piece, I'd say, is related to the programs that are offered. The traditional trades that characterize vocational education in, in years past are still present, construction, electrical, electrical, plumbing, cosmetology, machine shops. However, now areas of, of faster growth and kind of new technologies like information technology, advanced manufacturing positions, all, all of which are relatively new to the U.S. economy, now often uh, are available for training. You worked as both a high school teacher and as an assistant principal for a time. How did that affect your outlook going into the study? Firstly, it made me interested in, in doing the study. When I was a high school math teacher, I taught students who attended our local technical school as well as our comprehensive high school. And when I was an assistant principal, I was a liaison to that local technical school. So I had, had a lot of overlap professionally with, with the training that was happening in that setting in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Having said that, uh, most of my experience there suggested that the students I was teaching or interacting with at the, at the tech school were somehow more engaged in their high school experience and, and saw some relevance even to their academic coursework as a result of their technical coursework. And, and so I went in kind of with the perception that these could be more engaging learning environments for students who, who maybe don't always see the relevance of, of, of say, you know, a, a traditional academic presentation of high school coursework. And so I went in with an open mind, kind of knowing the history of, of kind of negative tracking in CTE, but also with, with the understanding that what I perceived was happening in, in the high school where I worked was that students were finding a way to connect what they were learning to the rest of life. Negative tracking is the sort of technical term used for slotting wealthier kids into the college track and, and less advantaged kids into the vocational track. That's right. Right. So um, you did this study in Arkansas. How did it work? One of the biggest components of this related to the fact that Arkansas has, is pretty unique among the 50 United States with respect to the data it has available. So, so one of the main opportunities it afforded us was that we could see students in terms of their course taking and, and all throughout high school. We could see their grades. We could see whether they changed schools. We could see, importantly, you know, kind of what courses and how many they took in career and technical education. And then we could track them into college, both in Arkansas and nationally. And then we could see whether they had jobs while they were in high school and whether they had jobs just after high school. And what did you find out in Arkansas? 
So what we found in Arkansas was that looking at students who otherwise looked similar on all the sorts of things we could see about them, they were more likely to graduate from high school. They had a higher probability of graduating from high school if they had taken additional career and technical education courses. They also were just as likely to enroll in college, in some instances slightly more likely to enroll in college, uh, two-year colleges specifically. And they also had higher wages and were more likely to get jobs right out of high school. What kind of students are taking the CTE classes there and what kind of industries are they being prepared for? So largely the students who are taking CTE coursework in Arkansas uh, reflect the broad population of students in Arkansas. Uh, and, and so kind of, you know, in terms of their racial characteristics, in terms of gender, uh, in terms of uh, socioeconomic status, they, you know, they don't look substantially different than the average student in Arkansas, so it's pretty representative. And then in terms of the areas that they're getting trained in, for the most part reflects the, the industries in Arkansas. So, so transportation is a particularly large industry, so that's a... a decent component of it. Certainly business services, uh, agriculture figure in uh, among some of the largest. So, so not all of the STEM areas that are part of the kind of new CTE or new economy figure quite as prominently there, uh, but, but they certainly are, are, were present as well. And was your anecdotal observation that students in these kinds of programs are more engaged, was that uh, borne out by the research? So I, I think it's, the research is suggestive that that's true. You know, students remaining in high school and completing their high school degree, as well as you know, being more likely to go on and get a job or enroll in a two-year college, seems to suggest that there was something about their experience that, that made them more attached uh, to, to both schooling and the labor force. What about tracking? Any evidence that there was tracking going on based on race or on uh, economic status? No. So importantly, we didn't find any evidence of tracking. The, the, the biggest indicator of that was Students who are free lunch eligible were, were no more likely to end up in CTE courses or take a lot of CTE courses than their higher income peers. And then similarly along racial lines, students of color or, or students who are English language learners were no more likely to be in, in CTE or, or high levels of CTE. One of the criticisms of CTE, uh, or especially the good programs, is that they are typically more expensive than a traditional comprehensive high school because of the equipment, the facilities, uh, that there are smaller classes. Is that true, and should that fit into policy thinking about it? I think it certainly should figure into policy thinking about this. Unlike other forms of education, there have been no high-quality cost-benefit studies of career and technical education to kind of establish on a per-outcome basis that it's actually more expensive than traditional high schools. That said, as you mentioned, they certainly are more capital-intensive Sometimes those capital investments come by way, though, of, of partnerships with private industry. I'd say if, if we're likely in Arkansas to get three more graduates out of 100 as a result of, of making this investment, uh, we know that the downsides of having students not complete high school are large and negative. Uh, and so sort of any sort of calculus along those lines should certainly take into consideration the, the, the tangible benefits that appear to come to students by way of participating. Your report mentioned that some career and technical education students concentrate in their classes. Uh, I assume that doesn't mean that they're thinking hard. What does What is concentrating and what are the benefits? Sure. So completing a concentration in a CTE area of study involves completing three or more credits uh, in, in a kind of approved and designated field. So you could imagine in, in business services, this could be something like taking a sequence of courses related to accounting or bookkeeping. Uh, in health sciences, it could be completing a sequence of courses or to become a dental hygienist or a certified nurse's assistant. By completing these concentrations, students are then able to signal a clear, coherent form of training that presumably has some value in, in the labor market. 
and, and at least from our evidence, it suggests that the concentrators are, are realizing benefits above and beyond what, what ad hoc course taking uh, leads to, so substantially higher rates of high school graduation and, and higher, even higher wages and, and higher chances of being employed directly after high school. Given the nature of the data we were working with, we, we really couldn't see the sorts of things that we would hope to see. And one of the things we, we might be interested in seeing, for instance, is are the jobs that students take after high school aligned with their area of training? So this would be particularly important for concentrators right, who, who pursued a particular path and have developed some expertise. We'd really like to know whether or not they're working in that field. And we take as suggestive the fact that jobs that students are getting are, are, are earning higher wages uh, as suggestive that those jobs at least are rewarding the kind of skills or expertise that students are, are, are attaining in high school. How do other countries treat career and technical education, and what can we learn from them? I mean, for example, uh, the German apprentice system is often raised as, a, as an example of an effective way of uh, training people for the workplace, but also providing them a, a basic and decent education. That's right. So the German model and Swiss, and Swiss models are often held up as kind of shining examples of what's possible in that regard. Uh, one of the things that gets criticized here in the United States is the fact that often there is some form of tracking that happens kind of early in secondary school that makes a determination about which path a student will follow, and that's generally unpalatable in the United States. Um, in fact, I'd say the economy is set up differently in both of those countries, and so there may be, benef- there, there may be reasons why that wouldn't work here. Uh, that said, in Germany and, and, and Switzerland and, and many other Central European states, there's not the same stigma attached to it. So, so two things. One, there are clear pathways to post-secondary education, even for students who, who are in the vocational track. Uh, and, and the second is that, you know, just broadly in society, there's not the same stigma attached to doing what, what would be considered historically blue-collar work. So for education officials in other states, what do you think the takeaway is uh, about what you found? Why should they care about what's going on in Arkansas? Well, so I'd say the main argument is, despite the fact that, that we have historic highs in, in terms of high school graduation rate, we still graduate only four out of every five students. So there's 20% of, of students who should be earning at least a high school diploma are not. The value of a high school diploma is, is lower and lower uh, these days, and, and so it really is the least baseline uh, outcome we should be, you know, educational outcome we should be shooting for for our students. And, and so really, if you can find ways through offering high-quality CTE that's connected to jobs, it may be a vehicle to help improve those graduation outcomes and, and or to, to make school a more engaging experience for students. Uh, certainly, we can't say all of this conclusively with the research we've done to this point, but, but as states, governors, and mayors look for ways to, to improve those outcomes, Thinking about retooling or improving offerings uh, may be a way, one way to do that. Sean Doherty is a professor of education policy at the University of Connecticut. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stephen. You can find a link to Doherty's work at our website, AmericanRadioWorks.org. There you can also listen to students talk about their experiences with career and technical education in our documentary, Ready to Work. We'd love to hear what you think about American Radio Works programming. Please leave us a review on iTunes or let us know at our website. You can click on the About page and scroll down to Share Your Impact Story. We're on Facebook at American.RadioWorks and on Twitter at AM Radio Works. Support for American Radio Works comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the Spencer Foundation, and Lumina Foundation. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM. APM.